everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. On today's story from camp, we're going to be talking about friendships. Friendships for one summer are great, but the friendships that last multiple summers can be amazing. Last week, I talked about some adults' relationships that I had at camp that were just super impactful on me as I was growing and maturing and developing and kind of going through some of that undeveloped stages of my life that I was redeveloping in as a junior higher and a 20-something-year-old body. And a few weeks before that, we talked about um, the boys at camp and just how they had treated me just so well. And I want to just talk specifically about a couple of them today. And then about one of the other friends that I had made along the way. That was just a huge part of this time of my life. So there was two boys in particular that first summer that I felt like I really connected with. And they they both kind of became like these little brothers to me. Because you remember that I was 21. But so I was already like significantly older than, than a lot of these people who had just graduated from high school. And so these were some boys that just really just just meant a lot to me that summer. And then continued to mean a lot to me throughout the many summers that followed. So the first one (laughs) that I want to talk about, we had the funniest relationship that first summer at camp. I'm going to call him D. And D and I, we like fought about things and we competed with one another, but we were also like super good buddies. So like one time we had campers, we had the primary age cabins this week and like his cabin and my cabin, we were always doing things together because we had to stay with our little tiny kids all the time. And the kids started calling us like mom and dad and we got in big trouble about it. And it was just so stuff like that. It was just this goofy stuff where he left this dead mouse on my front porch and I took all of his clothes off the clothesline and froze them. And then he wiped syrup on my face at breakfast. I mean, it was just, just that kind of stuff. Just this constant like brother, sister, just stuff that went on all summer long. And yet he was just so good to me. Like I always felt safe with him. I always felt like I could trust him. And I just really appreciated that. And one of the things that I really loved about Dee was that he was just really trying to figure out his relationship with God and just trying to figure out what it meant to actually have a relationship with God. And he had a lot of baggage and a lot of background stuff. And we were very opposite, but he allowed me to just really speak some truth into his life that summer. And it's funny looking back on myself and thinking about the kind of truth that I was speaking. Like, I love how God just uses us, even though we're broken and messy and maybe just came out of a cult and we don't have all of it right. And we're still a little bit formulaic in the way we think of things. Like, God can still use that because I remember I was talking to him just about speaking truth to himself and just putting truth from scripture into his mind. And and he was just talking about like how he didn't really feel like he ever had like been used by God and how he just had all these like thoughts that would just keep coming into his head that he just was worthless and and that things weren't you know he wasn't he wasn't worth being alive and just all this stuff and I remember when we just went together through some scriptures one weekend and just came up with a list of things that he could be just really memorizing and meditating on and just really speaking truth to himself about who he was in Christ and like literally that week I just saw this difference in him. Like there was at one point in time where he came and just told me something that was like straight from the Holy Spirit, like exactly what I needed to hear. And I told him, I said, D, that, that's exactly what I needed to hear. That was from God. And he was like, no way. Are you kidding me? God just spoke through me. And I was like, yeah, God just spoke through you. Like that whole next year, we actually emailed like 
every week, just back and forth, just really just encouraging one another and speaking truth to one another. And I just really appreciated that relationship. And I appreciated it even more the next summer because I remember we just were first starting staff training and we were sitting out in the kind of the, the kitchen area. And I don't know why we were sitting out there, but we were in the kitchen, like on these back tables and we were just talking and he's like, Hey, just so you know, I thought about trying to like date you or something like that, but I just realized I'm called to Africa and you're not. So let's just be friends. And I was like, cool. I love this. It was just like, just this is define the relationship moment. Here we are. And we just went on to be just really good friends for the next few years. And I just really, I needed that. I needed to have that kind of a man in my life who could just be my friend, be my brother in Christ, um, be there for me and just keep the romantic stuff out of it. And it was just fantastic. And, and he went on to just, he's a great Christian guy. He's married. He's got kids. He's served in Africa for a while, and it's just so much fun to watch just what God can do with someone and in their life. And it's just it's, it's just really fun. So really appreciated that one. The other boy that was in my life for basically my entire time at camp was a guy named E. I know, D and E, kind of weird, huh? And E was definitely my little brother, but we were never close. Like, it was one of those things where we had this, this weird relationship where he knew I was his big sister and he could come get whatever he needed whenever he needed it. But we were never actually close. Like we never actually talked, but I loved that kid. I mean, I loved him. (laughs) Not romantically. It was literally just this passionate Jesus love of a big sister for her little brother. And I was just burdened for him. Like he just, he was just struggling, just always seemed to be struggling. But there was all these times that we had together where like just goofy stuff. And I would be like rescuing him. I mean, there was one time we were during staff training. I think it was our second week of our second year of camp together during staff training. Like he got super sick on this sand hill adventure and I had to like take him off the sand hill, sand dune. It was a dune. It was a big dune. And I was like helping him off the sand dune while he's like puking on the way to the car. And I drove him back to camp and it was like that kind of stuff. I took him to the hospital one time because his foot was all infected. And I sat with him in the car and we talked and it was like, there was always these these things where our lives would intertwine and I was there for him and I would talk to him, but I never felt like he really saw me or appreciated me. And I just was so burdened by him. I just always just prayed for him so, so much. And even as he, as we got older, like years went by and he was coordinating up on the older kids camp. Like we still had this weird like relationship where he would, he would come get me for stuff. Like there was one time he drove his golf cart up. He was like, Christy. I was like, what? He's like, I need you to come with me. And I was like, what? He's like, I lost the P cord on the rock wall. No. Okay. So if you're a rock wall person, you understand that they have the climbing ropes that go up when the kids are climbing. And then when they take the climbing ropes down, they put this little twine, it's called P cord up so that you can then get the climbing wall rope back up next time. So you always tie them together. One comes down, the other one goes up. Well, his knot had come loose and now there was no rope at all on the easy side. And so he convinced me to come in his golf cart, he would pull me up the hard side of the rock wall with the P cord so I could put the P cord back up. And and I did it for him because that's who I was. Like I was always there for him, even though it felt like he never noticed me or appreciated it. And um, <laughs> so we get the rock wall taken care of. He's like, don't tell anyone. Okay. Like it literally happened like probably at least once more, if not twice more that summer. And every time I would go out there and he would pull me up the hard side of the rock wall and I would stick the P cord back up and and that's just how it was. And it's funny because I, I had this just deep love for him. 
And we we seem to always have our stories at camp intertwined together. And yet it never really went anywhere as far as like really being able to just encourage each other or speak truth into those lives or or even really be that great of friends. But he was always there. And he was one of the ones, once again, who just treated me just with such respect. And I always felt safe. I always knew that I could trust him. And even though I was, you know, this little sheltered homeschooler, and he was definitely not, I was always safe with him. And I really, really appreciated that. So all these years went by and there was finally one, one, I think it was like a staff training or maybe it was a weekend. We were trying to encourage each other. Anyway, we had to go around the circle and say something nice about the person to our right. And I happened to be to his right. And I never thought he even like cared about any of the stuff that I had done for him over the many summers that we were together. But he literally just said to everybody right there, like, this is Christy and this is who she's been to me. And I really appreciate all the different times she's helped me and taking care of me and, and been there for me and talked me through things and whatever. And it just was really, really precious. And that story doesn't have the greatest ending. And I'm still very burdened for him. And, and I still love him very much. But it's just interesting to see how <laughs> these relationships that we have at camp just really impact us in ways that maybe we don't even know. And maybe the relationships that you've had with someone else, like you have no idea how much you impacted them. And how they've gone off to say, like, I remember this relationship. I remember this person. I remember this friendship that we built. And even, even if it wasn't a friendship, just I remember these times, these moments, these interactions. They're so important. And those relationships were just so important to me in my growth and development. Now, the girls in my life at camp tended to kind of come and go. So every summer, there might be someone new that I was friends with that summer. And I didn't really have that same consistency with the girls that would stay at camp for a lengthy period of time. The girls that were there the whole time that I was there, we just we just never necessarily hit it off in the same way as I did with the boys. But there was a friend of mine who came the second year that I was there. So I was a little bit more normal. I'm wearing um, baggy pants and baggy capris. I'd get rid of my skirts except for banquet night. I uh, really still wasn't wearing shorts, although I did have a pair of swim shorts that were real swim shorts that I was wearing. And this girl and I, we just totally hit it off. And we worked... Freddie's friends together, which was their mentally and physically handicapped week. So we were bonded through that. And she was very different from me. Like she had grown up so different from me. She'd grown up in the UP with her family. Her parents were divorced. There was just a, a lot of stuff going on. But we just connected. We just had a fun time together. And there was just this deep friendship that happened. Just really deep conversations and just really just talking about love of Christ and just really, just really deep stuff. And over the 4th of July, she wanted me to come up north with her and stay with her family for a long weekend. And I mean, you gotta remember, I'm still pretty fresh out of the cult. Like I still have my super long hair. I'm barely listening to like music with a beat. And just, I mean, there was just very, I was very, very sheltered still, but I was totally up for the whole challenge of just this new culture. I felt like it was a different culture. Like I was a missionary and I was going to experience this different culture and boy, did I ever? Oh my goodness. So we get up north, way up to way up to like up north UP. And I think we drove up there after camp or something because I don't remember. We got there late and we went to bed. She had um, her, she, she lived with her dad and her dad's girlfriend and his kids and her brothers. And, and I was there too. So there was like a lot of teenagers and young adults in the house, plus her dad and her dad's girlfriend. So we got there late, went to bed. The next morning I get up and I'm meeting all of these teenagers for the first time. Most of them were boys. And then she had one um, kind of sister, I guess, stepsister, but it, 
they weren't married. So anyway, um, who was a girl. And so I'm sitting on the couch and I'm just hanging out, just listening and observing. And I mean, these people are, they're not Christians. It's not a Christian home. It's just, it's a unique experience for me. And I'm just hanging out. I'm like, all right, I can do this. And, uh, and all of a sudden there's this man standing in the doorway to the, between the living room and the dining room. And he is the most unique person I've ever seen in my life. Like he looks Native American or potentially like Native American slash French. Like there was this definite like cragginess to him. He was tall and he was big and he had this long kind of curly gray hair. And he was wearing super short cut off jean shorts, like to the point where the pockets were hanging out underneath them. And he kind of like looks around the room at all of us. And this is her dad. And I'm just like, okay. And then he kind of like sees me and he nods and he smiles and I kind of wave. And uh, he comes over and he sits down next to me on the couch. And then he reaches over and he grabs my foot and he puts my foot on his knee and he starts to pop my toes. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? I'm just so confused right now, but I'm trying so hard to be like a good missionary. <laughs> I just want to have like a good ad, like, okay, I can do this. So I just like smiled and he popped my toes and then he put that foot down and he grabbed my other foot and he popped those toes. And I'm just like sitting there like, okay. And then he gets up and he walks away and he never said a word, not a single word. And uh, my friend looked over me and she goes, wow, he must really like you. And I was like, what? And she's like, he only does that to people that he really likes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was such a weird weekend. I mean, it was so crazy. I I did stuff I'd never done before. I hung out with people that I'd never hung out with before. I mean, like it was just such a crazy weekend. Just the people around me were, you know, drinking and smoking and I just wasn't used to that. And her two younger brothers who were in high school like fell in love with me and were following me around and saying stuff to me that was inappropriate. And it was just like, it was just such a weekend, but it was so good for me. Like, it's hard to explain. Like, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved being able to just be there. And I felt like I was like, I'm just going to be Jesus to these people. I'm just going to love them and show them love and, and joy and grace. And, and it was just really good for me to just have this experience of just getting out of my own little sheltered bubble world and just experiencing like the real world that people live in and go through. This is just the real deal. And that la that relationship with that friend of mine lasted that whole summer. And then I was actually in her wedding um, the next summer. And and we had hung out a couple different times throughout the years. It's hard because she was so far away from me. But it's just that was a relationship that I I loved that relationship. And it just I just grew because of it. And it's just funny, like the memories of looking back and just, it was just funny and crazy and good for me, like just so good for me. So relationships are a massive part of camp and they were a massive part of my growth and development at camp. Like I would never have been able to become the person that I am today without these relationships. Like they were such a vital part of that. And so those of you who are listening who have your own camp experiences to look back on, just take some time. Like, remember those relationships. Remember those moments that just stick out to you and just, you know, do some digging. Like, why is that so important to me? Like, what, what did that really just touch in my heart? What did I need from that? What was I looking for? And how did God use that to really just, just speak to me and, and even just help me to heal and grow? There's just 
so many things like that. When I look back to summers at camp, like these moments that just, that just meant something to me. And maybe they were just silly and simple and other people didn't even notice. But to me, they were huge. They meant the world and they changed me for the better. Thanks guys for listening. We're going to keep doing these stories from camp all summer long. So I look forward to that. We got, I don't know, like six more weeks of something like that. So we will continue next time. And until then, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.